Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. It is October the 28th. Julie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's been an adventure already today. Yes, it has. So we are, Julie and I are fresh off a load of coaching calls. Yep. And uh, we always like to do the podcast right after we've had a batch of coaching calls because we are our minds are completely forward deployed and we are 100% focused on, you know, it's agents all over the country that we are blessed to speak with on a regular basis, keeping on top of what's going on in the market. And uh, I'll summarize three points from all my coaching calls today. Okay, good. Lack of inventory, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, especially in the upper end, are um, waiting till after the election for no particular reason. No particular reason, but <laughs> might as well throw that objection out there. Right and fortunately, and hopefully, that's going to be a short path. Uh, and I'll tell you the other thing, and I had uh, several interesting phone calls, again, with people that are selling really, uh, a lot of our you know personal coaching clients at this point are some of the essentially the highest end agents in the country. And the conversations I'm having with them are that they're seeing the properties that were hard to sell last year, uh, selling like hotcakes. And these in a lot of cases, guys are multi-million dollar estate type things. Um, and they're also seeing a new batch of uh, investor buyer, you know, people that are coming into the markets that are purchasing uh, properties as hedges against inflation or essentially not a hedge against it necessarily but banking on it so what a lot of these uh you know upper end buyers are doing is they're purchasing assets and getting out of cash and i I and this is a little diversifying basically they're diversifying that's the simplest way of saying it they're looking for you know places to put their money in anticipation of inflation starting to rear its ugly head which it frankly already has and we talk about this a lot in this podcast and just to summarize, and as briefly as I possibly can, even though Julie and I love to geek out about this stuff, is you have inflation and you have deflation. And um, so deflation is what we experienced a- after the housing bust, where things, everything basically went on sale. Um, and you weren't in the, you know, selling real estate then. You won't know what I was talking, what I'm talking about. But it wasn't just real estate that dropped in price from say 06 to realistically maybe 08. It was also pretty much anything that was, you know, cars were going and va- dropping in value. Everything you could possibly imagine that um, that people could sell to raise cash, they were selling to raise cash. This go around, what's happened is that because of, frankly. With the way the Fed reacted, and you know, pumping trillions of dollars in the economy, and all these other types of um, you know things that were controlled by the powers that be, we're seeing inflation. So there was a very short, brief drop of inflation right when COVID was announced, and then almost simultaneously, the second the Fed just dropped, you know, jumped in and started printing money, and the amount of time between problem and solution. Um, was um, measured in days. Whereas before, if you guys remember back in 07, it was measured in months and months and months. And every single day there was a new, we're coming out with this program to solve this problem and this program to solve this problem. And oh, this big company went bankrupt and all that. None of that uh, sort of constant deraveling that, that would further erode confidence happened this time around. This time around, pandemic hit, economy was going to take a tank was going to take a you know a real huge step back that and we were in a depression for a very brief while and then the uh, you know powers that be basically saved us from having to have a long 
pro, you know, mm-hmm. long-term prolonged depression, which pretty much everyone is predicting. And now the com- the economy is rebounding, which is fantastic. But the moral of the story is that money that they printed and they produced is going somewhere, and it's going to go into asset classes that are beyond just the stock market. Stock market's the easy go-to, but beyond that, what I'm hearing from all my upper-end clients, just to summarize, are rapidly increasing prices on properties that historically have not gone up in value and maybe in some cases have been sitting on the market for ages and ages. The white elephant properties now are worth selling. That is incredibly fascinating. Um, So that will lead to more and more inflation. Now, inflation in real estate agents' minds is often conflated with um, appreciation. And they kind of act the same, but appreciation in its truest sense is when something you have, let's say, for example, your house again, goes up in value, but everything else that you would normally buy from, you know, milk and cars and clothes and college tuitions and, you know, gasoline, they don't go up in in cost. So your house, uh, you know, basically inflates or your house appreciates. And you do have the sense of being wealthier, uh, at least, you know, in the sense of uh, your house is worth more, right? And the hypothetical spending power of that money, if you were to pull that money out through selling the house or you know, borrowing against the house, would still give you an advantage in the marketplace because everything else wouldn't have inflated um, at the same time as the house did. Well, in inflationary times, which we're experiencing now, everything is going to go up in cost. So your house will go up in cost, yes, but so will everything else that you have to buy. So you won't really feel the benefit um, of having the asset, in this case, the house, having increased in value. So you won't really get the benefit of it because there won't be any additional spending power. And where the rubber meets the road on all this is if um, the inflation rate rate rises so quickly and it outpaces people's incomes, and fortunately you guys in the real estate business don't have to really worry about this because your income goes up as the inflation, as the cost of the real estate goes up because you are tied to the result of what the in-sale price is. So your commission obviously will increase along with the sale price. That's called a blessing from the real estate gods, by the totally. way. I hope you guys understand what Tim's saying is that, you know, that's your hedge. That's the only hedge is that your commission is going to kind of yeah. protect you from a little bit of that. But of course, even with those commission dollars, the amount of them that it takes to buy anything will also be higher. Right, exactly. So if you're uh, a school teacher or really anybody who's on a, a fixed income, they're the ones that are going to suffer if this inflation rate really gets out of hand because they're going to be in situations where they're not going to be able to afford houses. They're not going to be able to afford the normal you know, meat and potato type things in life because their incomes won't have increased all the while all the things that they need to buy and want to buy, frankly, will have increased. That's when you start having a really horrible problem in the economy and also socially. And if you want to go back, and again, I didn't we promise we weren't going to geek out on this? Mm-hmm. But if you want to go back to when there were the times of greatest social unrest in sort of recorded history, and it's almost always because of some sort of financial pandemic, right? Which is what I'm describing. So if there's a, a, a bout of a really, you know, if it goes up to six, seven, eight percent inflation rate, you're going to see a lot of people having legitimate fear and panic. And on the flip side to that is is where hyperinflation goes crazy, and that's where you have a situation where um, you know the old the black and white images of people pushing wheelbarrows of cash to go buy loaves of bread. I don't think, and I haven't frankly spoken to a single person that believes that we're going to experience hyperinflation. But I also have not spoken to a single person. Um, Outside of real estate, inside real estate, some really, really smart people were blessed to have as friends who are predicting that there's going to be anything other than inflation. And no, they're not. none of them are uh, expecting there to be deflation. So I'm going with what people that are a lot smarter than us are predicting. So expect there to be a lot more inflation. Yes. So 
One of the things that I want to talk about, you were talking about what we're gathering from coaching calls, and I would agree with that. And I think not only are the harder to sell things from last year or last quarter actually selling, but they're also selling for good money. So, uh, and in lot, lots of different places, still multiple offers, but this creates another issue. Now we have talked about this inventory issue off and on on podcasts for years, uh, but mostly it has been under the guise of the frustrated buyer's agents that can't find anything. Right. And in coaching, you know, we have coaching calls all the time about this. We have uh, premier coaching where they're already ready for you. And we, you know, we have a list, 13 ways to create inventory when you think there is none. And I always pose the question, you know, if you were licensed today and I said, these are the 13 ways to find inventory. I'm, and I don't even think the MLS is on the list. Okay. Yeah. No. So you wouldn't think that was weird though. You wouldn't think that was extra work mm -hmm. or too complicated or, you know, unusual. And that's the advantage some of our newer agents have. Because when I do the premiere calls and some of the newbies are like, I have a newbie question. Is this okay? You know, it's interesting to hear the reaction that the grizzled veterans on the call have, which is, gosh, you know what? I should be doing that. Right. I, I'm, you know, I feel like I have to watch the MLS like a hawk all day to find that inventory. Now, most of the time it has been because the buyer's agents are frustrated. I now am seeing a whole new wave of listing agents being frustrated. Why? Because they have just made their seller homeless or they are about to make their seller homeless or they're not even getting that seller in the first place because that potential seller is saying, I would move, but I don't want to do a double move. I don't want to live in an apartment. I don't want to move in with family. There's nothing for me to buy. And so when you hear that and you cave to it and you go, yeah, inventory is really low, no listing for you. And I think that that actually is contributing to our lack of inventory is agents inability to be creative about where to put their wayward sellers. You know, with our rentals in Columbus, I get calls all the time, you know, from agent friends of ours that say, you know what, I just sold the seller's house, they're building and it's not going to be done for four months. Will you do a short term lease? I love those because we charge a little bit more for a short term lease and we're helping somebody out. It's fine. But that's just one tiny example of how to find inventory for people to move to. Well, I mean... But it's so, coming to the listing agents is my point. So we have... Let's share with yeah. them the list of places to find off... Essentially, we're, I wouldn't, don't want to call it off-market, but let, where's, where's the hidden inventory? Okay. Well, so first of all, we have to accept the fact that there is hidden inventory. You just have to find it. That's point number one. We always start with mindset points. Okay. So my favorite go-to solution, I think you'll agree with this, is new construction. Definitely. You don't have to compete. Right. Okay. You can time things out. You're watching the house go up. You've got two flavors of that. You've got buy a spec home. There's not a lot of that right now because inventory is low, but there are some. Well, let's use Murphy, North Carolina yeah. as an example. I mean, we, Julie and I bought a, a cabin in the in the mountains, and I'm, I'm loving the fact that so many of you guys that are attached to that part of the country are <laughs> emailing and connecting with us. Um, and yes, we're going to have a wonderful little uh, cabin in the mountains. We're looking forward to it. But when you look in the MLS, there was nothing for sale. We didn't even bother calling buyer's agents. I mean, why would you do that? So we yeah. look for basically listing agents that had multiple listings. But even in those cases, they didn't have a lot coming for sale. So we obviously followed our own advice and then we started looking for builders. Now, there was no organized in Murphy, North Carolina website to go to where you can find all the builder spec homes for sale. In some markets, you do have that. Um, so we ended up in, uh, connecting directly with the new builders who we were seeing advertising that they were building cabins and whatnot. And virtually all of them had houses that were under construction. But none of it was in the MLS. None of it was in the MLS. None of it was listed with agents. You had to call the builders directly, which we ended up buying a resale. Um, but that's how we the route we but would we have otherwise gone. And, and so in that market, yeah. let's just yeah. use that as sure, a tiny sure. market. So that's a microscopic market, Micro. right? Micro. Yep. And it's one of those markets. I think truth. 
truthfully, that's going to be a, an emerging um, not micro market anymore because you have a lot of people that are going to start wanting to move further. This is two hours from Atlanta, mm -hmm. but it's you know a millisecond from the world because of their internet connection. And by the way, the uh, Elon Musk, um, you know, whatever. What's it called? 5G? Thing, no, no, it's beyond 5G. The satellite thing. Yeah. I forget the name of it. I sent you an article Starlink, about that. Starlink, Starlink, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so that actually, he's he's uh, beta testing it now. Mm -hmm. And it looks like Starlink's going to go live sometime in the next 12 months or less in the United Pretty States. Awesome. Which means you can be in the most rural places on in, in the United States primarily and have beyond 5G internet connection, which is going to take, you know, affect places like Murphy, North Carolina, and maybe where you live. Because people are going to start saying, I want to move away from the high property taxes. I want to move away from the congestion. And I think there is an incredibly high likelihood that you're going to see these trends that have started because of COVID, um, they're going to be amplified into the future because we probably will have uh, outbreaks of more social unrest, regardless of who wins the presidency, um, unfortunately. And that's going to be, I think, as a result of a lot of things that are happening in the economy with inflation, because people are going to feel very frustrated. And now, you know, it is what it is. It's unfortunate, yeah. but it seems to be that's a kind of a long-term trend. Thus, micro markets or secondary markets or even markets that would have been considered, you know, outliers rural markets, they're going to start taking off because of the fact that people are not going to feel safe in cities and whatnot anymore. Um, you know, COVID uh, vaccine or not, this, what we're emerging into is something that's going to be completely different. Well, it's not just that. It's people are used to being virtual now. Right, exactly. You and know, everything. Six months into it. You, it's, your virtual school, virtual you know, business, all of those things, and then you add you know, easy internet to it and you're, right. you're there. So back to our topic, though. New construction, just because it's not in the MLS, does not mean it doesn't exist. You've got to find it. Now, in some, in a lot of the country, you can use newhomesource.com or new home, home resource. Put in your zip code, and it'll give you some breadcrumbs to follow. But even there, not every builder is listed. So you've got to find it. And, you know, listing agents, it's great for you guys to have that connection because you'll know what's being built. If you're friends with the sales manager or the builder, they know what deal is falling apart too. And that's perfect for people whose houses you just sold, relocating executives. You know, that's an unintended spec home, but right. you can slide somebody right in there. It's probably not in the MLS. You're not gonna have to compete. So top of my list is new construction. Now, you might not find it, might not be in the right price range. So we have to do the rest of the list. And again, this is part of Premier So coaching. number two? Okay, so number two, I think would be, uh, if we're talking short-term housing, right? So there's two conversations here. One is what to do with your sellers. And the other one is what's a great resource for listing agents to pick up listings kind of related. You can use your sellers as the excuse to be prospecting. Uh, my second one would probably be old expireds and older expireds who tried to get their price, you know, a year ago, 18 months ago. You probably can get it for them now. Um, that's if you're looking for something to buy, okay? Um, so I would do old expireds, withdrawals, temporarily off the market. What happened with those sellers? So a listing or a temporary rental, just to sort of continue this theme, is uh, call the VRBOs. Actually call the local for rent by owners. Now, obviously a lot of properties that are rent that are offered for rent long-term are gonna be with brokers who are not gonna very be very cooperative with you threatening to you know purchase one of their inventory uh, rental properties and remove their revenue. But if you go to VRBO listings and all your markets are gonna have this, uh, you're gonna see a lot of these that are managed directly by the owners. And if you were to call the owners up and ask if they would be interested in doing long-term rentals, they're all gonna say yes, yeah, why wouldn't and they? And guess what, the phone numbers are easy to 
to find. Yeah, and they're very responsive. They'll call you back, you know, <laughs> and you could also ask them if they'd be willing to sell it. And you'll find 99% of the time that a lot of the properties that are in these, you know, vacation markets, which I'm surprised the amount of uh, VRBOs that are just in the middle of nowhere USA, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but you can find properties like that. Call them up, ask them if they want to sell the property or, you know, whatever, whatever. So these are more places that inventory is hiding. And this is not our official list, by the way. But so I'd say point number uh, four would be the other listing agents that are actively listing properties, mm -hmm. not just the agent you never heard of that, get, that got a listing from their Uncle Bob, right? So call up the other listing agents. And in the upper end market in particular, it is incredibly important that you have a good relationship with the other agents because you can often talk like I know I was just talking to uh, Brandon Jackson. Um, he's in North Carolina. And he was telling me that in their market, everybody uses showing time through the MLS. So he can go into showing time and he can actually obviously see how many showings his listings have, but he can also see how many showings happen with all of his uh, fellow listing agents listings. So he has a listing for 1.3 million and he wants to send a report to the seller. So, you know, this is how many showings your listing had, which in this case, since the last week was zero. But then he was also able to show the seller that nothing in that same price range had any showings. That's incredibly powerful through showing time. Again, which many of your MLSs are using. But in the in obviously, what he also wants to do is if he sees that one of his let's say listing uh, competent, you know, his competing listings, another property for sale in the same price range had a showing or had two showings, it would probably make sense that he'd call up that listing agent and try to get them to show the listing that he has that's not getting any showings. It could just be that that listing agent is very efficient at converting their own buyer leads into their own showing appointments. And maybe that, you know, who knows where that's going to go. But even so, only one person can buy that house. Right, they might exactly. have two or three others that lost out that it's, they could take to his listing. So you have to be proactive with yes. going after showings. Um, so that's another way to find hidden inventory for sure. And again, depending on what price range you're in, you're going to find a lot of times that the seller or the buyers that you have, that you know, people that present as buyers, they're also sellers, which goes back to the reason that Julie's tying this into how you can find somebody a place to rent if their house sells before they have find something to buy. So I hope you're all, we're all vibing here, but this is how you stay proactive and you're not just waiting around for something to pop up on the MLS. If your solution to basically being successful in real estate in a market like this is just waiting for new listing alerts, you're going to go broke. Yeah, that's for sure. The, the cool thing about the VRBO option is that most of the time they're furnished. So your seller doesn't have to, you know, schlep their furniture in and out two or three yeah. times. And do well, you're that talking move. about for a rental. For a rental. For you right. just, you know, you have somebody that's waiting for what they're building or what they're going to buy ultimately. So there are some benefits to this as well. But when, I, I'm going yeah. to take a sidestep here. Sure. I think one of the biggest reasons that agents are struggling mostly needlessly right now mm -hmm. is because they're not pre-qualifying. They're not calling their leads back fast enough. Those two For things, sure. furiously fast lead follow-up and pre-qualifying any buyer that shows up on your radar, assume unless proven otherwise that they have a house to sell. You're not asking the right questions in the right order and getting the right information out of them. A lot of you guys don't have a script. You have this little, you know, crazy system where you try to fake friend them and then maybe in the conversation you'll weasel out of them whether right. they have a house to sell. It's just very unprofessional Well, Tim, approach. they don't even get that far a lot of times because they're already up to their eyeballs and buyers that they can't find anything for. So why would they want to return another buyer call? Well, exactly. So they don't even know if there's a listing on the other end. Stop thinking of buyer calls as buyers. Th exactly. Start thinking of them as hidden sellers. That's the way to think about it. All right, Julie, one more. We have okay, time I have one more because okay. here's something that they'll all try to argue about. For sale by owners. Oh, there aren't any. It's a hot seller's market. I never see any FISBOs. Okay, that's because you're not looking hard enough. 
There are absolutely for sale by owners. Our longtime client and friend Federico in LA is actually not only uh, prospecting and having really great series of appointments with a for sale by owner, but it's over $3 million, guys. Of course there's for sale by owners. Um, in the When we were renting in Murphy, North Carolina, we'd go on our walks at, from our VRBO. There yep. was a FISBO right on the street. Yep. You guys just don't know where they are because you're so addicted to the MLS, right? You can go to Zillow for free, use their drop-down, find sorta, them there, kind sorta, of. Sorta. You can use Craigslist. You can, right. you, you know, you just, well, there's lots of ways to find them. There's so, systems that yeah. basically you subscribe to, and they basically sure. send you all the new expireds and the for sale by owners every single day. But look, you you know, the moral of the story is, is are you actually going to do the work? If we gave you a list, this, and Julie, I know you have to round the well, bend. Well, here's the, one last thought on the FISBOs. Because most agents don't call for sale by owners, you're less likely to compete, right. which your buyer will love you for. They might not have to guarantee the appraisal difference, for example. So back to you. Yeah. So all this, and Julie, have a great uh Premier Coaching Session. Those of you who are in Premier Coaching, which hopefully should be all of you, remember we do have a free version of Premier Coaching. Now, just to be clear, you do get access to the daily semi-private coaching call, which Julie is uh, obviously off to do. And it, you know, and it's not always Julie. We have you know 13 coaches, so it might be one of them that's going to present as well. Uh, but you you do get access to a certain percent of the information that normal Premier clients get access to, but not everything. But the one thing you do get access to is the um, uh, frankly, it's the real estate treasure map. And that's what, something we created years ago. We always are refining it and upgrading it. But what it is, it's a fill-in-the-blank business and life plan. And this is something that all of you should be working on this time of year especially. And this is not some wimpy, you know, fill-in-the-blank one-pager that you stick in your desk and forget about. This is going to be something that's going to be your guiding light. And you can go through, and we suggest to all of our clients that they fill out the treasure map and then they leave it out someplace where it's staring at them. And then they can benchmark their daily progress against what their real estate treasure map is you know, telling them what they're supposed to do. And yes, guys, this is helping you drill down on what all your goals are in the five areas of life that matter most. Spiritual, educational, physical, um, you know, educational. I already said education. Well, I'm now I'm forgetting two of them. But you get the idea, right? <laughs> and for every goal you set, we're going to help you set through the real estate treasure map an actual plan to accomplish the goal. So a goal is... You know, essentially nothing unless you have a specific drill down plan on how to accomplish it. And that's really we're, you know, what we're doing effectively is coaching you while you're doing the real estate treasure map. That is the whole point of that product. So make sure that when you join the free coaching program or the normal coaching program, that is your first you know, absolute thing you must do because that's going to give you direction. Don't let somebody else tell you what your goals are. You need to define what your own goals are. Otherwise, what you're doing is you're essentially facilitating other people's you know, goals and dreams and not your own. The easiest way to join the free coaching program is just text the word survival to 31996. Text the word survival to 31996. And when you do, we're going to text you back a link. Just click on the link and then it's going to take you right to the sign up page. Now, if you're in Canada, the uh, text thing doesn't work. Um, so you're going to have to go to the website directly, which is very simple. It's premier-experience.net. Premier-experience.net. So if you're in Canada, which about... 30% of all of our daily listeners are, and you want to join the free coaching program, you have to go to the website directly, premier-experience.net. Otherwise, for the rest of you in the United States and most of the world, just text the word survival to 31996. So Julie and I are going to pick up tomorrow where we left off uh, today. The, I hope what you're understanding, primarily focused on here, is if you're going to be an agent who's going to just do the very minimum, you're going to get nothing. You, it was in a seller's market, 
maybe the market two or three years ago that just by basically you know being friendly and centers of influencing and past clienting everyone and dropping off pumpkin pies you might be able to peel out a, a transaction here and there but in this new market it's not going to be like that expand your thinking expand what you think about that you're capable of the services you're able to provide to your clients maybe expand your market maybe you're in a market that's not going to be it'll still sell but it's not going to be where you want to be in what this in essentially what this new real estate economy is evolving into pay attention to people that elevate you and be incredibly careful who you take advice from that's again something we tell i always am a little bit apprehensive saying that because i know the skeptics out there are thinking I'm being self-serving saying that. And of course I am, right? But the reality of it is, is that all of us have made mistakes of listening to, like you read a book that inspires you or you listen to people that inspire you, but they're inspiring you for their own interest, not for what's best for you. And because, especially when you're just getting started in business, um, you're getting started in life, you know, and you're learning something new, you're susceptible to receiving and trying to then integrate bad information into what your what your business plan is. So you got you have to be incredibly careful who you listen to, incredibly careful where you spend your time because you can't get it back. And it, it, let's just you know set that aside for a second. The real harm that comes from following these fake ideas and these wannabe coaches, the real harm comes in that you, act, you, you degrade your own confidence and your own ability to actually accomplish anything. So you'll try to chase some you know, rabbit, some great idea somebody told you about. Oh, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, all these dumb video things that people are doing, social networking things that are, people are doing. You know, it's insane to me that agents are spending so much time doing all this fakery at, you know, to basically hide the fact they don't have the skills to actually provide services that people are willing to uh, hire them to perform. And so they're doing all this branding, all this Mickey Mouse, all this stuff. They're not doing the real work of real estate. They're not becoming the professionals that they need to be. And that's the reason the failure rate, one of the many reasons the failure rate in this industry is so high. So if, if and I know what happens. So you guys start believing that all these things, like I have to become the brand, I have to become you know, a, an influencer, I have to become whatever the popular terms are. And then you do it and hoping and praying that it's going to result in you being able to make money in your real estate business and it never happens. And then what happens is you fail out because virtually nobody comes to real estate with any money, right? So then what happens is you, know, you run out of money, you run out of money sometimes in debt from having followed some of these gimmicks. And then what happens to you internally? You could have very well been a massively successful real estate professional who had, you know, turned lots of profits and invested that money into other things that created generational wealth for you and your family. But because you hitched your wagon to the wrong horse, you wasted a year or two doing gimmicky things, believing that if you did it long enough, that whatever the gimmicky things were would actually pay off. And you didn't want to quit even when your intuition was telling you that the gimmicky things were indeed gimmicky things. And you still stuck with it and then you fail. And then here's where Frankly, it makes Julie and I very pissed off is that you then blame yourself and you should should blame yourself for not having quit when your intuition told you you should have. But we ultimately we blame the people that are supposed to be the gatekeepers to protect real estate agents, the brokers, the office managers, the people that are supposed to be there to build a tall wall to make it so that people have you know as much opportunity to be successful as possible. This whole idea that you can get into real estate 
and you can somehow weave together your own master plan and how to you know build a real estate success uh, a real estate business and be long term successful and profitable. The idea that someone who does not have a deep or business and sales background can magically put that together is a huge fallacy and it's a recipe for ultimate disaster. The reality of it is in this business there really is only one way to the top of the mountain that's going to get you there the quickest that's going to make you the most money. And it's unfortunately going to involve a lot of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, which means you're going to have to confront a lot of personal issues uh, with regards to basically your expectations for yourself. But you can do it. And once you feel yourself in action, then your mindset changes. Once you feel yourself in action, then frankly, your life changes. And then everything, every aspect of how you see yourself starts to pivot versus if you waste hours and years and decades following goofy ideas and then you you're basically you know you're grinding yourself down every single day because you're saying to yourself i know this gimmicky idea is going to work one day if i just stay with it maybe and then what happens is your mind play, starts playing tricks on you then you start telling yourself maybe you're not good enough in some way maybe you're not deserving enough Maybe you're not good looking enough or smart enough or whatever enough, right? So when you are on the wrong path, what happens is it your ego doesn't want you to admit that you're on the wrong path. Your ego then starts to basically tell you that you're on the right path. You're just the wrong person. And then you don't come back from that. That's the reason that Julie and I are absolutely so angered, frankly, in many cases, by the ridiculousness that's allowed to basically uh, exist inside um, the you know what should be places where agents are coming to learn how to help people and make money. So guys, listen. Most of the things that you're going to be told what to you know to do in your real estate business, they're 100% gimmicks. They were they're put together by people that have never sold real estate, never sold real estate at a high level, and even if they did crank out a lot of transactions, in some cases gimmicks do transact do result in lots of transactions. That does not mean they had any net profit. They spent all of their money to basically do the transactions, one one pocket to the next. That is almost always what you see those two scenarios. And guys, I know this from having you know coached agents forever and looked at a lot of profit and loss statements. And you'll hear these people, which is fascinating to me. And I wish, honestly, I wish you guys, I hope you, your inner skeptic is listening to what I'm saying. You can go and talk to a top producing agent, somebody who's got a big team, who's got lots of this and the other things. Everyone thinks they, you know, they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then when you start talking with them, and I'm not going to mention any names, right? But you'll then start just, you know, quickly discovering that they have no money. In other words, they've been doing lots of transactions. They've been doing lots of volume. They've been getting lots of attention. Maybe they've been on the cover of every website and magazine that there is. And everyone thinks they're the greatest thing ever. But they have no personal net worth. They spend it all just to do the transactions and just to be, just to be famous. And I, Julie and I talk about this in our show and our book all the time because at the end of the day, the future version of you, you know, he or she's going to look back and, and that future version of you is going to say, why didn't you just simply suck it up buttercup and do what you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do it at the highest level? Think how much further you would be, you know, down the road now, right? This is the future version of you talking to the past version of you. That's ultimately what Julie and I are all about. We are going to do our best to rattle your cage as much as you'll allow us so that the future version of you is looking back at the current version of you and saying, hey, hey, Bob, good job. <laughs> you know, you know, Bob, picking up that phone and doing some of these things that these crazy Harrises were telling you to do. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest thing ever. It kind of sucked for a while. But look what has happened as a result. That's what we want for all of you. Do you want that for yourself or do you guys just want to make another TikTok video? You know, <laughs>
oh, some of the things I see out there, I just look at these things that, you know, these middle-aged, you know, men, they're the ones that are the worst of uh, realtors who are like trying to promote themselves on social networking, doing things that their, you know, teenage kids are doing. And I just wonder, do you realize that the people you're making these, the people that are going to be watching this video, they can't buy a house if they wanted to because they're children, because they're kids? What are you doing? It doesn't even make any sense. I came across another story. We're going to put it on our website. This social networking stuff has gotten to be such a flake fest that um, there is a studio in LA. We talked about this on our Sunday podcast a couple Sundays ago, but I actually found the name of the studio as I promised I would, where you can actually rent for $35 an hour a um, to be inside of a fake jet. So you can actually act like you're sitting on a, in, in a fake jet in the air and from, you know, then you take a bunch of pictures of yourself or someone does it for you and then you can post those all on your social so you look like you're some sort of, you know, incredibly successful person even though you're just faking, right? Same goes with luxury cars. Same goes with all this stuff. Guys, it's all fake. And then, you know, the pictures get modified, right? So there's all these apps that make the picture look different and, you know, make you look different, thinner, taller, you know, whatever. I mean, that's how, that's what agents are being told to do by a lot of our competitors. And that somehow is going to get people to call you. Does that even make any sense? When I put it out there like that, does that not, do you guys see the insanity of that? Does that make any sense to you? Laugh at it because it is kind of funny. Uh, and then just don't do the same thing, right? If you want something different than what other people are getting, you're going to have to be willing to do what other people aren't willing to do. And that is the essence of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So listen, guys, if you're not in the free coaching program, just text the word SURVIVAL to 31996 and you will be in the free coaching program. In the meantime, make sure you've purchased our book. It's a perfect stocking stuffer. It's, after all, a very festive shade of green. Well, it's more like a teal, but you get the idea. And it's available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, every place you can possibly imagine. And the book continues to be a bestseller. It's got over 400 five-star reviews on Amazon. Um, thank you for all of you guys who continue to support Julie and I's efforts to support you. Uh, thank you for continuing, us, uh, continuing to make this the number one daily listen to podcast and our book, obviously a bestseller on Amazon. We really do appreciate it. We at 100%, I don't know how else Julie and I could show gratitude towards all of you more than continue to do the podcast every single day. We do it because we know we're helping you. We get the emails, we get the texts, you know, all the, you know, all that stuff matters because it tells me that Julie and I are on mission. We're on target. We're, you know, downrange. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing for all of you. And that makes me feel fantastic. It really does. You know, in life, everyone wants, you know, basically three things, right? They want, uh, and this is not the normal order of things, but they, they want something to do that basically, that's a value, right? So they want to do something for a living, for a job that is a, a, is a purpose, right? That's purposeful. Uh, they want somebody to love. That's the second thing everyone wants. And the third thing that they want is they want something to look forward to. And the essence of what drives every man and woman are really those three things. And so those are the things that are going to drive you as well. So consider when you're you know, plotting and planning for your future for 2021, you start thinking in terms of a better version of yourself, not just a slightly upgraded version of yourself, but maybe 2021 is the year that you finally decide that you're going to 
absolutely kick the complacent version of yourself's ass. You're not willing to accept just having financial security for 30 or 60 days. You're going to look for something that's truly exceptional that makes it so every morning when you wake up, you know you're being purposeful. You know you're doing something that's going to help other people. That is really the driver that that is going to take you down the road the furthest is when you're absolutely able to help other people accomplish their goals. Um, you know, so some people say, and we don't agree, that follow your passion and the money will follow. That's not true. That's a lie. But you know, in 99% of the time. But here is what true is true. If your if your purpose is to be of service to other people, and and that ultimately is one of the you know the the core drivers in your heart, then truly, guys, that is a financial printing press. Because if you are in alignment with your highest and truest purpose, which is being of service to other people then you will have to always be improving your skills and you will find the you know the gimmicks repugnant like we do. You will run from the silliness that's out there because instead you're going to drill down, you're going to learn how to become a better real estate practitioner for the sake of being able to help as many people as you can. Get it? You see what Julie and I are trying to be for all of you? And frankly, you are for us. You know, you're our North Star. You're, you're essentially giving us a purpose and hopefully we're doing the same for you. So if there's anything we can do for you guys at any time, always feel free to text me directly, 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.